Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux. Free Domain Radio Wednesday call-in show. Thank you, everybody, so much for calling in. A minor, I guess, anecdote for those who don't know. I am not in the Free Domain Radio Central Mothership, the Igloo of Fertile Women, where we keep the next generation of five-headed philosophers. See, four-head, sometimes you have too much of a forehead, becomes a five-head. It's a balding joke. You can uh, ask your parents. Anyway, so uh, I am uh, away from home and I needed a gym. So I went to a local gym and I'm just sort of buying a two-week membership. I guess I'm a little square. I, mean, I went to theater school and all that, but I'm a little square anyway. So I um, went to the gym and at the gym... Um, I noticed that there's a little sign. The little sign says that uh, they offer nude yoga. Uh, not done the nude yoga thing before. Done yoga before. Used to do it for some years, but uh, not the nude yoga thing. So, color me surprised, I guess is the phrase. So I asked him about it. They say, oh, yes, it's quite popular. And next thing I say, I see is that you can also work out without your shirt on. Now, for those of you who don't sort of do weights, you want to see how you're doing, right? So it's not as strange as it sounds to be able to work out without your shirt on. I mean, you have to clean the machines and all that, but you kind of want to see the muscles and how they're developing and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was another piece of information. And then I see uh, a picture. And the picture is, uh, you know, a guy's very muscled torso. You know, it's this sort of big picture right by the gym. Oh, that's interesting. Another piece of information. Maybe, you know, maybe it's inspiring for people. You know, that's sort of what you're aiming to do as you work out, sort of look like this guy or whatever, right? And then I see they have some very short shorts for sale uh, for, for men. And uh, I'm sort of getting some vague suspicions here. But seriously, it's not until I'm actually in the like pay for the membership, go out. Not not until I'm actually in the gym and uh, working out that I notice that the videos are of a lot of guys in t-shirts and jeans dancing together on cruise ships while guys in the background spin giant rainbow flags back and forth. And I guess it was at that point that it really began to dawn on me that I might not be in the breediest club for uh, working out. And uh, so that, uh, of course, uh, led me to be very pleased And uh, <laughs> because uh, it's, uh, you know you're going to get to tidy gym when uh, it's a gay gym. But uh, yeah, very nice, very nice place to work out. Recommend it. Uh, try it if you haven't. So let's move on. With the benevolent brains of the outfit, uh, Mike, do, who do we have on first? All right. Pablo is up, and Pablo writes in and says, Are certain boundaries between parents and children healthy, and how can they be set up? Go ahead, Pablo. Yeah, hi, Seth. Hi. Yeah, um, I asked this question in the, context, in, in the context of finding my passion, and uh -huh. um, I posted something on the FDR board, and I had a conversation with, uh, with another member, and uh, in that exchange, uh, the question came up about boundaries between my parents and, and myself, um, mainly because 
I feel that I give high priority to their needs and their wishes for my career. And um, I don't know. I feel that the boundaries are a little bit blurred between us. But, okay, and boundaries is one of these things that I think people say, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure it's clear what is meant. So okay. what, what do you mean by boundaries? I mean, I sort of, I understand the general psychological term, but my question is, what do you mean by the term boundaries and boundaries with your parents and boundary violations and so on? What does that mean? Okay, let me give you an example. Um, for example, I'm studying engineering, and um, uh, right now I'm, I, I want to choose a master's degree, right? But uh, my dad thinks that earning a lot of money is, is very important. Now to secure uh, future happiness, and therefore, uh, at the time about a year ago, I chose petroleum engineering, which is the highest paid. Uh, yeah, you guys start off for like your your starting salary is like ninety large or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, high yeah, starting yeah. salary and so on and so forth. And just now, yeah, and I'm, I totally, I totally want to thank you guys for baby oil. Uh, like just collectively <laughs> as as a group, it has really enhanced my You're life welcome. pleasure overall, you know, massively. And enhanced so, your yeah. gym experience this last week. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I find that working out is a lot easier when you're heavily doused than being massaged by guys in uh, YMCA costumes. Anyway, so um, you decide. So you decided to go to on petroleum based on your dad's sort of recommendations, right? Right. I, I haven't started the program yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Now, is your dad a happy person? Mm, no, overall, no. So, you know, there's, there's the first problem, right, son? Here's how to be happy. <laughs> I'm not happy, yes. but let me tell you. I mean, seriously, I mean, unless he's saying, don't do what I do. You know, like, so someone who's fat can say, listen, I don't know how to be thin, but I sure as hell know how to be fat, right? Like, eat all this garbage, don't exercise, make TV uh, your personal trainer and, uh, you know, whatever it is, right? Be indolent yeah. and eat crap and all that sort of stuff, right? So he can certainly say, don't do what I'm doing, right? It's like the fat guy can say, don't do what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know exactly what you should do, but I can tell you what you shouldn't do, which is what I'm doing, right? Okay. So is your, is your dad aware that he's a not happy person telling someone else how to be happy? Uh he is aware that he's not a happy person because uh, he had to choose his his job because of financial necessity when he was young, and he has this unfulfilled. Wait, wait, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He had to choose his job. What was he? Did he grow up in North Korea? I don't, I don't understand oh, that. Oh, okay, right. Uh, let me rephrase that. Um, his family, his mother and his sister, were uh, in financial uh, need. Uh, basically, they were living off my grand father's uh pension uh he he was dead at the time and so he was what he was dead at the time no no no. my granddad was dead at the time and so the whole oh and so they lost his pension yeah they were living on his uh his pension but it was very low because uh in my home country you still get a pension after the person is dead (laughs) right okay yeah so zombie zombie dog <laughs> yeah, exactly. And therefore, uh, they had money problems, and he had to. Well, he decided to. Well, no, join no, no. Port- sorry, 
yeah. I hate to be annoying, but it's really important to be precise about family history, right? Yeah. And therefore, they had money problems is bullshit, right? Like, like they ran out of the 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 granddad's dead pension money, and therefore they had money problems. No, 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 no. <laughs> money problems don't start because you're not able, like a parasite, to feed off another guy, right? Okay. Right? Money problems don't start. It's like, if I say to you, hey, man, I lost the lottery, and therefore I have money problems, what would you say to me? Right. You could get a job. You could... Yeah. It's not because it's you lost the lottery. It's because you're an idiot who thinks that you have money problems because you lost the lottery, right? Right. I mean, a woman barred... I don't know where you're coming from, where you, but you don't have to tell me, but a woman barred from working in, in this country? No. No, that's not the case. Okay, so why why was your mom why did your mom have no money? Oh, your grandparents, sorry. Yeah. Why why did your grandmother have no money? Well, uh, my grandmother was a homemaker, and right now, um, I I don't know the the full history, but I don't think that she had any marketable qualities, uh, mar- marketable skills. But that's well, wait, just... wait, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean she? You don't you don't just have marketable skills, right? You you develop them, right? Let's say she didn't develop it because uh, she she spent her whole life uh, inside the house. You know, just she she never but that's, had a no, job. No, no, but sorry, but that's why that's not that's not why people have money problems either. She, she, she I'm sorry to be annoying, but it just no. Go ahead. It's really important. It's, you don't have money problems because you're a stay-at-home mom. Right, and I'll tell you why. Because if you're a stay-at-home mom, yes, then your husband can go to work, right? Mm-hmm. And if your husband goes to work and you're taking care of the household and the kids and all of that, then your husband, if if necessary, can work late. He can travel for business. If you encourage and, and help him in his career, then he can do really well. There's there's two times when men make a lot more money. The first is when they get married, and the second is when they have children. Now, if your grandmother had worked, then they would have lost all that money because they'd have had to put it into childcare and all that kind of stuff, right? Somebody would have to take care of the kids during the day in an after-school program or whatever, right? And they'd both be exhausted all the time and annoyed and irritable and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. if she's a stay-at-home mom, that's not why she has money problems. Because she could support her husband, he can make good money, he can set some of it aside. Hey, look, I'm a stay-at-home mom, right? Just, you know, <laughs> with a slightly higher forehead than most. And I'm not going to have money problems, you know, all you know, all things working out when I'm elderly, right? And I'm not out there doing a 9-to-5 and or a 9-to-8, and I'm not out there, you know, with my former executive salary and all of that. So if you've got a spouse, uh, you know, one of, one of them has to usually make money. So have a spouse and you support that spouse and that spouse saves money with you and you manage the money if you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to contribute in that sense and you really free up your husband to work and you don't have any problems with money. Right. So why let's, – let's start this again, right? So why did, did he have to work Right. Uh, when he was when he was 18, uh, he he had the possibility of going to to study to a university in in Brazil. And uh, 
at the time, he was also offered a job with a, with an international company that paid really well, and that uh, that would solve, let's say, that would solve uh, his family's money problems at the time. Well, can I invite you to look at it another way? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, what? Where was? Where was his father? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't make this clear. He was dead at the time. Oh, sorry, my, sorry, sorry. My, okay. my father's my father's father died when he was six six years old. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. And this is where the pension was coming from. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't make okay. that clear. No. No. Okay. I got it. Got it. All right. And did the mom remarry at all? No, she didn't. Why not? Honestly, uh, I don't know. Okay. No, and these are, I'm just sort of these are these are questions because I'll tell you to me what it sounds like. Okay. Could be wrong. Right? Tell yeah. you to me what it sounds like, and this is you know could be entirely wrong. I'm just telling you what it sounds like. Uh, it sounds like the the women said, "Hey, <laughs> we need your money, guy." You know, yeah. the, the government is not giving us the money now. Uh, and, you know, in other words, robbing other taxpayers to give us money. And we haven't found a new guy to fasten onto and get money from. So you, dear son, have to go and make money because otherwise we have to have a life of work and getting up and, and all that. And that's not what, what we're really into. So go go get us some money, right? Yes, that is accurate. Okay, so it's not because they had money problems. It's because they were semi-professional parasites. Oh. And they, they needed a new host because the old host, which was the previous man, was, uh, was no longer providing even after the grave, right? Wow. Yes. You, you, man, go, go get us some money. Go. I'm sorry about your dreams. We, you know, ma mama needs some bucks. <laughs> Right, so go, go make, go make me some money. Go send me some money. God, yes. Uh, sorry, the last, the last work, the last workhorses died off. Can't, can't get this stuff anymore. So we now have to turn to another man to give us money. Wow, yes, Jesus. I guess you're right. Yeah, because uh, his sister. Was was even older than him, and, and she was mm -hmm. studying at university. She was going to become a a public notary. I think it, mm -hmm. they do documents and stuff like that. It, and she didn't start working. It, it's my dad who had well had yeah, uh, yeah. between it's brackets. The man. It's the man. Yeah, man's got to go and get the money, right? Mama, mama needs the money. Yes. Mama doesn't want to get a job. Last cash horse died, and, and the money has been taken away, and we can't run to the government to get more pension. So the next set of balls has to go out and get, get us money. Yeah. And at such a sweet age of, the, of 18 when you're just yeah, yeah. It beginning matter. to live. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The guy with the testicles has got to be the estrogen livestock, right? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit stunned, but yeah. Pl plus, it's it's not like he didn't have any plans, you know. It's I'm not sure like... he had very big plans, right? I'm he sure did. he had very he big did. plans. Yeah, 
And he wasn't old enough, and he doesn't have enough support out there to say, <laughs> sorry, ladies, uh, you had your life. This is my life. If you have money trouble, there's this wonderful thing called a bus, and the bus can take you down to an employment center, and the employment center can hook you up with people who give you money in return for labor. Uh, so, you know, I'm 18, so you don't really have to worry about me too much anymore, at least not for much longer. So, ladies, uh, hop on a bus, go down to the employment center, and get a goddamn job. Oh, oh yeah, these ladies were like untouchable saints at the time, you know? So yeah. they were like these hibiscuses yeah. uh, who couldn't be bothered going to work or anything. They just yeah, oh, and he doesn't shit. he doesn't know that he's 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 basically drugging them with male cash enablement, right? See, there's a weird thing if you're a guy, right? If you're a guy, you don't get paid for having a dick. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> right? Well, no, fortunately. God, do you want to be that kind of person? Yeah. You want no, to be this no, right. uh, vagina parasite that inhales wallets up her cooch without even crouching? Yeah. Some sort of reverse vacuum cleaner that hoovers coins out of penises. <laughs> right? I mean, that's not what you want, right? You don't want to be that. And he, look, he wasn't old enough to say to these soul-sucking succubi, he wasn't old enough to say... Are you kidding? No. Go get a job. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. No, he did not say that. No, and there was no cultural support for him, right? He, he manned up and, and, and crushed himself, put his balls in the feminine <laughs> hard-bitten vagina crush, and uh, yeah. manned up, right? It's what, what is, it's what was expected. Yeah, of course. Of course it's expected that men go and smash their dreams so that women can get another fucking spa treatment. Of course. I mean, that's just a man. He's the workhorse. I mean, you, you send him out, he gets you money, he brings it home, and you go get a fucking mani-pedi, right? Right. J just, a, just a small comment. It's not like they were living the high life, but, uh, but yeah. Well, they were living a lot higher life than they'd have to go get a job, right? Yes, that's true. That's true. Right. 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 No, I mean, we, you and I, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what it's like to get paid for having an organ. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Be like, hey, I'll show you my left nipple. You'll give me a thousand bucks, right? I mean, we, we just don't know. We don't know. I mean, it's like, hey, take my appendix out. Take my appendix out, put it in a jar, and I'm going to show it to people, and they're going to give me a thousand dollars. Like, we don't know what it's like to get paid for having an organ. Right. right? But I, yes. I'm very much into the equality of the sexes. I'm very, like, I listen to women when they say we want to be equal, which means not being a whole-based parasite. Yeah, look, I mean, John, John Kerry, it works the other way too, right? Like John Kerry is like the bouffant poodle boy of rich women, right? And Teresa Hines, I think, is his newest. Uh, and he basically fastens on to these women. But these women uh, have basically inherited money made by men, right? There was this meme floating around uh, the other day. Um, it's not a meme, sorry. I guess it was a hashtag, kill all men, right? And it was all these women posting this kill all men hashtag stuff about, ha, 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 wouldn't it be great to kill all men? You know, if we wiped out 90% of the men in the world, uh, everything would be much better and so on. It's like, yeah, yeah. 
fuck off, bunch of entitled little bitches. Jesus Christ. You know, who yeah. the hell is going to run your goddamn sewage system and your electrical system and the internet? And who the hell is going to design your cars? And who the hell is going to fix your air conditioning? Oh, Christ almighty, these women. <laughs> you know, we built this invisible, massive superstructure of male sweat, toil, and death to elevate these ladies up. And now they're like, well, who needs men? It's like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what if men <laughs> went on strike, ladies? It's all this, you know, like, oh, if women go on strike, well, have no war. This is old, an old play uh, from, from the Greeks. But, I mean, geez, what if, what if men went on strike for a day? What if men went on strike for a day? Would television work? Hell no. How many camera women are there out there, right? I mean, <laughs> would, would the sewage work? No. Would you flush? Would you get water? No. Would you get any goddamn gas in your car? No. How many women are out there on these fucking oil rigs in the middle of nowhere grinding their asses away yeah. seven days a week to, to pull oil out of the bottom of the ocean? I mean, good Lord, I love but, it. I think it would just be fantastic for men to go on strike for a week. Yeah. Just you, go you, on strike for a week. Don't do anything <laughs> for a week. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see how necessary men are to the comfort of women. Bloody ridiculous. Plus, you can't complain that men are taking most of the jobs and there's gender inequality and all that, and then say that without men, everything would be working fine. Like, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, I mean, look. Men... As, this is statistically the case. Men are smarter and dumber than women. Right? I mean... In, in, the, in, the, in the curve of intelligence, women all cluster around 100 IQ points. So it's, very, it's a sort of narrow spike around the center. Men, it's sort of a broader plateau, right? So you get men who are born dumber and men who are born way smarter. And so the majority of women are average in intelligence. And there are dumber men and wickedly smarter men, on average, than, than women. And so, you know, if a woman wants to feel superior, which is something that women seem to want to do, I don't know why it's so important for women to feel superior to men, but they do. But what they do is they look down the slope, and they look at the dumb men, and they say, well, listen, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I feel so superior to them. They don't look up the other curve, right? They complain about the cavemen. Well, yeah, they, they complain about the guys with an IQ of 80 or 90 right. while dialing on their pink diamond-encrusted cell phones that came out of the guys with an IQ of 130, 140, 150, 160, right? They don't look at those guys because it makes them feel inferior. They look at the dumb guys. Like, it is the mark of a ridiculously insecure person to look at people worse off and feel better. Yes. You know, be like me, me looking at a picture of some half-starved kid in Africa and saying... My biceps are much bigger than that poor bastard's. I guess I've been working out and he hasn't. I mean, what kind of cosmic asshole would you have to be to do that? And, yeah, I mean, look, if women, if we're so unnecessary, spend your whole day not using anything that was invented by men. Not right. using anything that was invented by men. Let me tell you, ladies, I can go through the whole goddamn day without using anything invented by a woman. I'm mostly okay. Mostly okay. I'm mostly okay, because designer clothes, not really a big accessory for my success as a philosopher and a thinker. 
If I had to choose between not using the useless crap invented by women Ouch. or not using <laughs> the absolutely use, useful stuff invented by men, I think I know which one I would choose. And I'm not saying women are bad or wrong or useless or anything like that. Women have fantastic skills, abilities. I've been hugely influenced by some of the greatest female thinkers the planet has to offer. So it's nothing to do with that. It's just about on average. <laughs> on average, women invent nothing relative to men. I mean, just look through a list of the Nobel Prizes for science, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> or mathematics, uh, physics, uh, engineering. I mean, just try, try, you know, look at everything around you. Was it invented by men or was it invented by women? Yeah, kill all men. Oh, my God, the sad, sad vanity of that. Anyway, I don't want to go on that, that particular rant forever, but uh, perhaps we would like to uh, continue with your story. Go ahead. Yes, please. Um, well, no, I, I was just, uh, I, I don't know how to follow up on, well, well it, it, wait, am I talking to the guy now who wants to become a petrochemical engineer? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Wants but doesn't want to. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, why do, you, why do you want money? To afford comfort. I want... Okay, you, uh, don't need, you don't need that much money to afford comfort, trust me. I mean, I, when I was a student, I lived on like $600 a month, $650 a month. My rent was 275 utilities and internet included, and I had, you know, bus fare and shit like that, right? So, and I ate ramen noodles and cheap crap, right? So, right. you don't need much money. I mean, the, the kind of comfort that a man can buy for $2,000 a month was like unimaginable levels of comfort not even 10 years ago, right? Uh, I wouldn't know. Is that, is that the case? Well, yeah. I mean, because... I mean, 10 years ago, there were no smartphones, right? You can get them now real cheap, right? Yes. Uh, 10 years ago, there was uh, no Wi-Fi at Starbucks or any other place that I can remember. But you can get all that stuff for free now for the price of a cup of coffee, right? Or for the price of standing outside the Starbucks if you want, right? <laughs> right. Right? I mean, you, you can get a bus pass for like 100 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it's going to be, right? And that gets you access to wherever you want to go. Uh, a lot of stuff is a lot cheaper now than it used to be. Like airfare has, has come down a lot in price and stuff like that. Um, you don't need cable TV anymore, right? Because if you have an internet connection, which again is way cheaper than it used to be, um, if you get a... Uh, I mean, for the price 10 years ago, what you'd have to pay for like fast dial-up or a, a slow AS ASDL line or ISDN line... Uh, you can get stuff that is uh, way faster and way better, right? So everything to do with technology, which is a lot of stuff guys like, is way cheaper, right? Yeah. I mean, even video games, right? You can get quality tablet or phone video games for a couple of bucks, whereas before, you know, for PC games, it's 60, 70 bucks, right? Or for iPad or I, for, for sorry, Xbox or PlayStation games or whatever, right? Right, um... I'm not thinking, when I'm thinking about comfort, I'm not thinking about electronic gadgets. Uh, oh, I know. I know what about, you're thinking uh, about. I'm just trying to, oh, I'm okay. trying to get you Sorry. to where, I know what, exactly what you're thinking about. I'm just trying to help you get there, right? Why do you want the money? Right. What does comfort mean? Well, one of my, my objectives is to, um, to form a family, you know, get a girl. You want money to buy a woman. 
Mm. I, I wouldn't put it. There's that nothing way. wrong with it. It's not, look, it's not bad. This is this is biology 101, right? Women bring fertility, and men bring resources. Right, but not to buy her dinner and buy her rings and stuff like that. No, but, but you uh, pay for her to raise your children, right? Yeah, you know, buy 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 the house and pr provide. You want you want to buy off you want to buy offspring and and buy a woman's services to procreate and to raise them. And look, I, I'm not trying to diminish it or saying it's cheap or bad, but that is the fundamental economic reality, right? Yes, I agree with you. Okay, so it's not comfort, right? And and the more money you have, I I would assume, then then the more attractive a woman you can buy, right? Yes, that that is true. But uh, okay. I want quality. So you want to buy an attractive, and by that, that's not necessarily shallow. Attractive means sort of healthy and and uh, intelligent, good conversationalist, yes. and physically attractive, which means good genes, even features, wide hips, busty, or whatever it is that's the sign of fertility and good genes, lustrous hair, and all of that, right? So the woman who has that physical attractiveness is going to use that as collateral to get more money out of a man, right? Yes. Am I, am I speaking to make you horribly uncomfortable? Does this make any sense? No, I, I'm just afraid that the, the kind of woman that you're describing is sort of manipulative and that wants uh, like, a, like a gold digger. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not the kind of woman well, no, that but, I have in but, mind. But that's, that's what women are bred to be, is gold diggers, right? I mean, biologically, in the same way that men are bred to be resource providers, right? Right, but uh, I, I don't want the piece of arm candy <laughs> to borrow a phrase. No, you do. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Of course you do. That's what the arm candy is designed for. You need to be honest with yourself, right? Of course you want that. Otherwise, that wouldn't exist. Right. Right? But, uh, but so I you, want you the other stuff it. more. Yeah, I mean, look, studies are very clear that very attractive people usually make terrible marriage partners. Right. Right. What is the ultimate male fantasy, right? It seems to be something like the sexy librarian, right? Like the woman who, like, wow, I took, you know, with her glasses on, you don't even know you're beautiful, right? I mean, she takes her glasses off and she says, babe. Yeah, and her hair comes down and her tits pop out and, you know. <laughs> You know, suddenly, you know, it, it falls away and she's like, she turns from like, uh, uh, you know, Kathy Griffin into, I don't know, some Victoria's Secrets model, right? Not that Kathy Griffin is unattractive, but you know what I mean, right? So from, from sort of average to knockout, right? In other, and that's, that's sort of like the woman's fantasy of falling in love with a guy and then he turns out to be a millionaire. But he doesn't tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. Right, right. But, so but that's not you, what I'm you do want for. that. You do want that. Look, women are not dumb at all, right? There's a reason why women focus so much on being attractive to the point where like, oh my God. I mean, watch a show aimed at women and what do you see in the commercials? Oh my God, it's enough to make you lose despair for the effects of estrogen on the neofrontal cortex. I mean, look at, it's just endless shit about this can make your tits bigger, and this can make your ass look nicer, and this girdle can make it look like you've lost weight, and this shit can make your eyelashes thicker, and this shit can make your, your lips plumper, and this shit can make your hair more lustrous, and this shit, like, it's like, oh my god, it's like a relentless parade of endlessly vicious, empty-headed shallowness, right? It's horrifying. But they're not dumb, right? That's 
how they get their stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, let, let's say that... Hmm. So just know why you so, want the money. If you want the money to buy an attractive woman, that's fine. Just just be aware. It's weird, you know, because it's everywhere, but no one can talk about it, right? It's everywhere. I mean, dear God right, Almighty, if you ever want to, like, just sniper shoot your brain cells, flip through a woman's magazine. Oh, my God Almighty. You know, we all get stuck at the dentist at one time or another, right? Yes. And there's just these magazines, Flair, Vogue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with airbrushed people with zombie eyes, right? <laughs> That's all fashion is. Airbrushed people with dead eyes. That's all they are. Underfed, horrible spider people with bizarre Klingon cheekbones, right? I mean... It's just an obsession. I mean, look look at all the magazines. All there are, except for the guys' magazines, which is about how to do sit-ups to get uh, uh, sexy girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, men's magazines are scarcely better, but at least you can catch a couple of political articles and a couple of things on the economy or whatever, right? Mm. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, but the stuff that goes on in women's magazines, is it's relentlessly retarded. And I'm going to do a show where I sit down and flip through a women's magazine. It is relentlessly retarded. And uh, it, it is uh, horrifying in its apolitical, a-philosophical, anti-intellectual emptiness. I mean, just, just you know, hey, it, it, recently they found evidence of the Big Bang floating around, right? Yes. I saw this reported lots of places. You think it's showing up in a woman's magazine? Do you think this is going to show up in a woman's <laughs> magazine? Not anytime soon. <laughs> no, of course not. They don't care. Does that get me to work a penis like a crank to have it spit out more money? No. I don't want to date guys who know about the Big Bang. I want to give a big sex bang and blow up the pinata balls of cash, right? Right. And, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Don't believe me? Go to the mall. What are the stores? Here's a handbag that is an investment in a man who will give you money, right? Here's a dress that makes your ass look better, so a man will give you money. Here's makeup so that you don't look like you really look, so that a man will give you money. Please note, never let him see you without this shit on your face, right? Right. Here's hair dye so that a man doesn't know that your eggs are dying inside you, <laughs> right? It's mad. It's mad. Why do women have long fingernails as a status symbol so that they show they don't have to do manual labor? Why do women wear white? So it's a status symbol to show that they don't have to do manual labor, which shows everyone how attractive they are because they were able to bag a man, able to give them enough money that they don't have to work. All these ridiculously impractical women's clothes? Yes. It's not impractical. It's a status symbol which says... I, I can give work. a good enough blowjob right. that I swallow sperm and spit out cash. Right. Okay. So, um, so why do you want money? You want money to buy a woman. Okay. I, I, I admit that. 
And women know this. I mean, this is funny. I don't. I mean, women know that they're not even hiding it. This is not some secret underground network where oh, women no. pretend they pretend to hang out in libraries, but secretly underground. There's this group of black cat, black clad catwomen style terrorists who carry <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana bags and <laughs> Sex and the City shoes around and surreptitiously put them on underneath the sensible lesbian shoes that the women all wear. I mean, this, it's weird. It's like when I say attractiveness gets men's money, women, and I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, if they're remotely honest, they're, yeah, we get it. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. What's that song, uh, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? You don't need money when you look like that, do you, honey? No, because people will buy you drinks and you get resources for looking pretty. And it's like if you look at the mall, if you look at um, – yeah, uh, fashion magazines or, or any magazines aimed at women, if you watch any TV where the audience members are predominantly women, you see this relentless parade of here's how to look slightly better to get more money. It's not a secret, and, and it's, but it's weird. It's like when I say to you, you want money to buy a woman, you're like, uh, I, I don't think we're supposed to be talking about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But women I just, all know this. I realize I women, did that. No, listen, my my daughter. Wow, it's so... No, my daughter, she's like five years old. And she coquettishly tips her head and bats her eyes and says, I'm sorry, Daddy. And it's like, when? Her mom doesn't do that, right? I mean, where is this coming from? This You're is right. just coming from gene shit, right? It's just, this is, what, this is how it works. Amazing. And it's not, it's, again, I'm not criticizing any of this. But it's like, let's at least be honest. Men want shit to buy women with, and women want to look pretty to raise their auction price. Fine. Let's just be honest about it. Right. Okay. I'm honest about it. But then how do I – what do I do now to find the quality women? Because I, I'm no, guessing no, better no, no, we're talking no, about – No, no, oh. no. We're talking about money, not women first, right? Okay. Do, do you want to become a petroleum engineer so that you get to bang a nine instead of a seven? In your marriage. Is that worth it for you? No. Okay. Do you want to become a petroleum engineer because you enjoy handling <laughs> slippery substances? No. Okay. Do you want to become a petroleum engineer at all? No. Okay. Well, that's your answer. Don't do it so that you can bang a nine instead of a seven. Right. Because I'll tell you this, too. I mean, if the more attractive a woman you buy, the more precarious your marriage is going to be. Right, And women know this as well. The more alpha a male they bag, the more precarious their marriage is going to be. I mean, just look at John Edwards, right? I don't know. U.S. politician, you can look it up. But anyway, I mean, rich men have mistresses, which rich men often trade in their wives for younger women, blah de blah de blah right? Rich, powerful men, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and women are sexually drawn to money, fame, and power. Yes. Right? I mean, you can listen to Tom Likas, L-E-Y-K-I-S, for more on this. I mean, the guy looks like four miles of bagged road. He looks like a baked squid with a hairpiece. But he bangs women left, right, and center because, as he says, he says, I, I may be barely a two out of ten. But women will sleep with me because I have money and fame and power. He was like the top-rated DJ in California for years and years and years. He's been off the air for a couple of years. Cause, anyway, yeah, I'm looking matter, at him right now, and I can believe yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is not he is not a pretty guy, 
right? I mean, he's a guy you'd expect to be cleaning your pipes and showing you enough hairy butt crack <laughs> to make tortilla, right? But, um, yeah. I mean, not a good tortilla. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, women will sleep with him because, and he's, he's very clear and open about it, and it's, you know, they, they hope to get at his money, right? Right. So if you get a very attractive woman, you get exposed to the wonderful world of hypogamy, right? And hypogamy or hypergamy is, yeah, the woman wants to trade up, right? She's always scheming and maneuvering to get more money. And this is general biological stuff. Not, not all women are like that. I, I'm married to a woman I love and all that. But I didn't get all that, right? And so you better keep making more money and you better be keeping her into style, uh, in the lifestyle to which she's been accustomed or she's going to divorce your ass, take your money and shack up with the pool boy. And then she gets... You know, youth, sex, manipulable, controllable, younger man with all your money, right? Right. So if you want like the nine or the ten, you are really going to be rolling the dice, right? And, and I'm just giving you the statistics and the facts about what has been established as in terms of great partners. Because if you're not, I mean, if you're a ten, then you can date a ten, right? I mean, if you're Brad Pitt, then you can date Angelina Jolie, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, we're at the same uh, level. And she's like, yeah, he's secure with Angelina Jolie because she can't trade up to anyone. There's nobody more esteemed, more desired, or richer with all that combination than Brad Pitt, right? So she's going to stay with him because she can't trade up to anyone, but she kept trading up from prior husbands, right? To to get to him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 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 So it's not, you know, if you want, and this is uh, Margaret Atwood, who's a, a great Canadian writer, wrote this, you know, basically she doesn't want to, you know, she was saying this to her, some mother was saying this to her son in one of her novels. Don't, don't take a woman with high heels and long nails. Take a woman with a good heart and a strong back. Right. Which is, you know, just a way of saying, you know, big tits don't help you at all when your baby is thrown up for the third time that night, right? Yeah, you need. I mean, if you want a family, then you need somebody with a a big heart, uh, full of love and full of strength, robust, uh, who's not got the peevishness that comes from physical beauty. But physical beauty is is really tough because physical beauty, you want to cash it in, you want to kaching it, right? If you're a woman, if you've got physical beauty, you want to kaching it, which means you're always angling for something better. And if you play the hypogamy game for, uh, as a woman, which women are kind of drawn to do, then you're always looking to trade up. Can I get more out of my looks? Can I get more money for my looks? Can I get more cash right out of this waving sea of penises pointed at my direction? All yeah, of which want to ejaculate molten gold all over my visa, right? Yeah, they want to milk it. Yeah, they do. They do. And I don't, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be surrounded by a sea of wanting penises. I know I went to a gay gym, <laughs> but I don't think, <laughs> I still don't think it's quite the same thing. So, because um, I not only would be a beard, but I actually have a beard. But anyway, right? But I don't now, know what it would be like yeah. to be surrounded by this. You know how, like, <laughs> you know how they see anemones and they all have these little proboscis or arms that sort of 
point out and wave in the breeze and so on. Like it's the exact opposite. They're all pointing inwards to attractive women. All these penises and all these penises that want to fire cash into your bank account are all pointed <laughs> at these women. And they're all like, meeny, meeny, miny, which is the penis that's going to get me the most cash. And fundamentally, I think it's anti-sex because when you sell sex, you can't enjoy sex fundamentally, which is why these women are great to look at, but no fun to bang, right? Right. Well, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I've, uh, I don't think I've t a 10, certainly dated nines, but I, I don't, I don't think a 10, but certainly nines. Anyway, but, um, and, and they're, but, you know, yeah. not that great in bed because it's, it's all a calculation for them, right? Like expecting a beautiful woman to be good in bed is like expecting great prose out of someone writing the LSATs. <laughs> like, no, they're just <laughs> trying to get the job done to get to the next thing, right? So I don't know what it's like to be in the center of a giant planet of pointy dicks all wanting to screw up money in my eyeball. I just, I don't know what it's like. But it makes you peevish because you're always worrying about whether you can trade it in whether you can trade up, whether you can trade it in. And of course, your value is diminishing over time, right? M men get w richer in the sexual arena. Women get poorer, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've got to milk it in, but you, 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 you've got a, an expiry date, right? Right. And, and, and as a woman, you really have to worry about what other women are going to say about your boyfriend. Right? So if it's too obvious, like I mean, if, he's, if he looks like um, Wallace Shawn with a sunburn, but he's really rich, that's too obvious. It's like, it's like the guy dating the perfect-looking look woman who, when she opens her mouth, sounds like a foghorn of brain-shattering unintelligence, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, why did you open your mouth? <laughs> well, I think there's a reason why, but it's not for talking, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. It's for inhaling massive amounts of man steak, right? I got it. Right. But so if you want right. Right, to get married, then you find a really great woman, you know, with a great heart and all that. And that's who you love. You know, if, if right, you but, want to, you know, if you wanted to spell the, the sexy stuff, right? I mean, you, you'll see this sometimes, right? You'll see a woman. I, I, I don't know if you would. See, yeah, you, I think you would. So you, you see a woman who's really sexy, right? And you see her walking with her mother. Right. Right? <laughs> look, look at the mother, right? Because that's right. what you get in 20 years, right? Yeah. The canary and, down the mine. Yeah, this this is what you know. You, this is the right that the 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 twenty five year old is the worm. The the forty five year old is the is the hook, right? Right. And uh, you got to look at that wrinkly ass face, right? For you know, forty years after the expiration date, right? And if she's not a nice person, that's a whole lot of banging a osteoporosis-laced crypt keeper that you don't even like. I mean, that's, man, that's, that's just... That's not a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like, oh, man, we got to get pregnant 
And I just, we've had a terrible fight, but we've just got it, right? Whatever, right? I mean, that's just willpower sex. That's just close your eyes and go to the spank bank even while you're doing it, right? Right. But now the question is, that great woman, the, the great woman, what are her, uh, let's say, uh, or do they even have financial expectations? Because what is it like? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I wouldn't say that they have financial expectations at all. Look, a great woman is not going to be spilling out of her dress. A great woman isn't going to be attempting to bypass, like to part like Moses, the Red Sea of your neofrontal cortex, your reasoning centers, and reach right down to the sperm-squirting reptile brain by hanging out of her dress and provoking all of the base mammalian instincts of the man, right? Uh -huh. a, a woman's overt sexuality is designed to have you bypass any thinking <laughs> that you might be doing, right? Okay. Right? That, that's what it is for, right? So that would be a, a good way of... Yeah, so there's a huge, yeah, a huge red sign. A, yeah, a woman, woman who's overtly sexual, right? Big old... You know, blood vampire, lipstick, uh, makeup, uh, hair done just so. Uh, any woman who takes more than half an hour to get ready for anything uh, is probably going to drain your bank account and not your balls. And so I would really recommend you just look for a woman who's, you know, nicely presented and all that, but is not really. I mean, my wife has a fantastic figure, gorgeous figure. I had no idea when I met her. I mean, because <laughs> we were met playing volleyball and she had, she you know, sweatpants on. She is. She actually worked at the <laughs> library when she was a teenager. She is. She is a sexy librarian. But, but she, knows, she knows how attractive she is. But she had like a, a big old T-shirt on and, and she had sweatpants on. And, you know, whereas half the women in the league were, you know, like wearing, uh, you know, three, three Band-Aids and, you know, one piece of candy floss. And <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, you look for a woman who's self-confident, who's self-assured, who's got an open heart. Uh, and who is, um, I guess, sexual without being trying to be sexy or working at being sexy, right? I mean, that, that's just, it's like, <laughs> for, for a, trying to discover a personality over cleavage is like trying to listen to Mozart through a foghorn concerto. You know, you might catch a few strains of music, but basically your ears are bleeding, right? Right. But will she recoil, for example, uh, if I, if I tell her what I make and that's not like high enough let, let's suppose I don't know $20,000 a year to, just to put an example I'm asking because I, I don't know so I don't know either I don't know either because I don't know what that expectation is see because $20,000 a year is an irrelevant sum you know $20,000 a year in, in, in Kenya is like super rich it depends where you're living. It depends what your expectations are. It depends whether you want a car. You can be a great parent without having a car, right? And the problem with my childhood was not that we never had a car. That wasn't the issue, right? right. So it doesn't matter. Look, if you have a way of generating $20,000 a year and you can also be a great stay-at-home dad, I mean, any woman of quality would be interested, right? That's good to know. Look, a good quality woman is going to want to get to know who you are, right? Right. And she doesn't want to play hide-and-seek with you behind your Washington Monument-sized erection. 
because she's stimulating <laughs> sexually from the get-go, right? Right. She can't see you posturing gorged one-eyed trouser snake. If she's provoking a sexual response in you, she can't get to know you. Because all you're doing is playing TSA with her figure in your mind, right? Yes. So the first thing is don't short-circuit me with your sexuality. Try to get to know me as a human being. Right. Right. Makes sense. Absolutely makes if sense. She is, um, if she is accessorized, right? In other words, if she's got expensive handbags and shit like that, I, I run screaming. Right? If she is somebody with ill-defined plans for the future... What, what do you mean by ill-defined? Sorry? Well, if she's not currently studying to be something and going to be something and is pursuing a childhood dream of becoming something... Mm, okay. But if she's like in school taking some arty thing with no particular prospect, then she's there to get her MRS, right? Degree. Soon to get her ex-MRS and alimony, palimony, and, you know, one nutsack in the Hermes bag to go, right? You lost me there. <laughs> oh, uh, MRS is Mrs. MRS is uh, Mrs. So she's there to get oh, married. Oh, oh. Yeah, right, yeah, She's yeah. there to bag a man. Gotcha. So if, if she's very sexual and if she has ill-defined plans then she's looking to ride, ride, ride the tube stake into cash junction, right? Right, short circuit my, my brain. Right, right, right. To, to basically work your dick like African women work a pump to get water out of the ground, right? I'm half chubbed with all these metaphors. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just uh, seem to be working, so I'm not going to interrupt the metaphor flow. Right? Okay. Um, if she doesn't have any finances to handle or is bad at fa handling the finances that she has, that's a bad sign, right? Because basically, she's then looking for someone to pay her bills, right? Right. She would expect, for example, that I that I pay for dinner and no, not necessarily, not necessarily. But you know, if she complains about money trouble mm -hmm. of any kind early on in the relationship, that's a bad sign. Because of course, you know, we are programmed to write write in and rescue these poor damsels in return for you know a six pack of blowjobs, right? Right. What what would what would that look like? Beside the obvious, oh, uh, you know, I need $2,000 for this course that I want to take, but I don't have the money right now. No, what I mean, you ask. Right? No, you, you ask any woman who's out of college, you know, say, well, do you invest? Do you, I mean, do you have, like, what do you do with your money? Right? And if she's like, well, I have a condo's worth of Dolce & Gabbana shoes, then it's <laughs> like, okay, well, then you're investing in pointing your ass up to dick height, to get money from a man, right? Right. That's true. And um, that's, you know, if she's in some, I don't know, look, you're obviously an intelligent guy, right? I mean, but if she's in some career with no particular potential, Mm-hmm. Right, because because you have to understand, especially if you're going to make some money, 
the woman is going to compare your money to her job, right? Whoa. Right? Come again? Uh, I, I didn't understand that. Sorry. Sure, sure. Okay. So if you are, let's say, so you're going to make, I don't know, $150,000 a year, right? As your career starts to cook along, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to make $150,000 a year. And let's say she is, I don't know, uh, a social uh, worker. A social worker or whatever, right? So at what point does her salary just become stupid? Right. You know, like I'm a like social worker. No I'm making $30,000 a year. I'm making 20% right. of what you're making. Yes. Why am I going to work again, right? And also then if you have kids, then the choice of who stays home becomes pretty obvious, right? I mean, there's no way you're going to stay home if you're making five times the money, right? Right, doesn't make sense. Makes no sense at all. And so if, if it's a job that she's just doing, then what's going to happen when the demands of life or whatever it is Right. And, and like, she's not going to be obvious about it, but she might just com complain and complain about her job. And she might even, you know, pull the sex card. Right. And say, well, I, you know, I'm so stressed by my job. I just can't have sex tonight. Right. And then right. your penis says, buy her out, man. <laughs> buy my way, buy my way back in. Knock with the golden stuff. <laughs> right. And let's open sesame, this dusty cave. Right. Right, because then you're going to say, well, you know, let me take you away from all that. Let me de-stress you so that I can have sex again, right? Oh, right. Next thing you know, right? I'm paying for it. Yeah, you're paying for it. Don't ever pay for it. Don't ever, 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 ever pay for it. I mean, there's a self-respect element to that. I mean, don't forget, your dick just wants to make another dick, right? And so it doesn't care how you get there. It doesn't care about pride or self-respect. It's just a biological photocopier. Let's make another dick. Let's make another dick. Let's make another dick. Dick, 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 dick. Rinse and repeat, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. I mean, the dick will sacrifice a kidney to make another dick. Oh, does she need a dick? Will she sleep with you? Sorry, do, does she need, need a kidney? Will, will she sleep with you if we give her a kidney? Fuck, give her the kidney. Then we get the egg and I get another dick, right? Right. So uh, there is a self-respect element to it. And also there is, if anything financial touches sex, sexual pleasure dies. I mean, very fundamentally. Right, because anything financial that touches sexuality, we all know it deep down. Like you, you can, you can, you can be fooled by your dick, but you can't fool your conscience, right? So right. you can't pay for it. You can't say, "I need money to buy a woman." I can't. I can. I've. I get it. Like I mean, I'm not speaking like, I, "Oh, I've never made these mistakes." Oh. I mean, this is all hard, one bitter, ugly, <laughs> nasty, stupid experience, right? Don't ever, ever, ever pay for it. And so if the woman is just kind of drifting, 
Then she's waiting for the white knight to ride the cash pinata over the mountainside, sweep her off her feet, and take her away from all this, right? She's waiting for Prince Charming. You know, <laughs> it's so funny, you know, because all of these... I do have that fantasy from time to time. Wow. Well, we all do, of course. I mean, that's, that's the rapture. That's Jesus coming back. This, someone's going to take me away from my shitty life and put me on a throne of gold. Oh, yeah, we all have that fantasy. For, for crazy people, it turns into resentment. For sensible people, it turns into ambition, right? But, no, we, we, we all want that. But, I mean, think of all these fairy tales, right? The prince is going to come and take me away, and my shoe is going to fit, and he's going to kiss me and bring me back to life, and so on, right? Well, you know who the prince was historically. It was the guy who killed the most people and got the favor of the king, or was this the son of the king. Right. Right, so... All fairy tales are basically pussy for murderers, right? Blowjobs for sociopaths. Because it's like, I just want the best murderer in the whole world to come and pay me with the money he got from his murdering so that I don't have to work. Right. Well, you know, in fantasies of mine, when I... When I fantasize about having a family and all that, I, I never picture, for example, I never picture my wife working like she's just, you know, playing tennis or, you know, just lounging around at the house. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> With right. that. Well, you, you, you know, that's not your fantasy, right? That's that's your women in your family's fantasy. It's not yours. Fuck. Get that shit out of your head. Right. No, listen, I used to work with a guy. Okay. He had a, um, uh, he had a wife, bunch of kids, and uh-huh. he, had a, um, they, he had a cottage, right? He worked hard sometimes, and he, he'd made some good money, and they had a cottage that was like four hours away, right? And, right. and his whole, uh, every summer, his wife and their kids would go up to the cottage for the whole summer. And he'd drive up there four hours at the end of them to get there like midnight on a Friday night and then leave sort of mid-afternoon uh-huh. Sunday because you can't drive to work after you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever, right? And right. he would just bitch about them. He'd be like, yeah, nice life. My wife and my kids are up there enjoying the cottage the whole summer. I'm down here paying for it. Oh. And I get to enjoy it a day, day and a half, a week. And I'm down here working like a son of a bitch, eating takeout food at night so that they can all go splashing in the lake for two months straight, right? Right, he wasn't enjoying it because he was well, not he resented it. Nobody wants to be exploited. I'm basically saying <laughs> that men should become Marxists and look to the women, not the capitalists. Be a Marxist. Reject exploitation. Reject being a wage slave. And, and promote women... To equality. You know, why, why, should, why, can't you pay, why can't you play tennis while she goes to work? Well, that sounds good now that you... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... But try offering that to a woman. I got a great idea. I'll raise the kids. And you go work 60 hours a week to provide for us. Try saying that to a 10. We laugh, right? We all know what's going to happen then, right? Yeah. 
It's, it's obvious. Yeah, it's like going to Brad Pitt and saying, Brad, got a great job for you as a waiter. What do you say? He's like, security. I think I could do better. <laughs> I think I could do better. And how did you get into our house? Right, right yeah. <laughs> right. No, listen, there, there is massive exploitation in the world. And I don't mean like historically I've got no problem with it. Do you know studies have been done, and I don't remember the exact number, mm -hmm. but it's something like if a man does not take on a wife and children, he can get by with 10 to 15% the amount of work. Really? That's why I asked, yeah, that's why I was asking at the beginning. Oh, man, until you have like a family, like you have no idea. They are just money detonators. I mean, really? you think taxation is bad. Holy crap, try reproduction, right? <laughs> and I mean, and this is, I mean, I say no to a lot of stuff too, right? But it is everywhere you go, right? I mean, we just, we just, we just went to a... Um, um, like a botanical garden today, right? Right. And, you know, for the family, it was like 35 bucks to get in. I mean, do you think I'm going to go and spend wow. 35 bucks to do a botanical garden? This morning, no. Every time you go out to eat with the kids and all that, it's more. If you're not going to put your kids in public school, you've got to hire tutors or put them in private school. It's, you know, medical expenses, dental expenses, clothing, food. I mean, it's... Toys, gymnastics, uh, dance, whatever they're going to be doing. I mean, you might as well just take a big fucking bonfire and throw your cash at it. D didn't you once said that it cost like a million dollars to raise a kid? If you count the opportunity cost of the money, it's something crazy like that. But that's why, if you don't have a wife and kids, this is why I asked at the beginning, like, what do you want the money for? He said, well, comfort, right? What did I say? What, two grand a month? You're sitting pretty. Right. Now it makes sense. No, seriously. And you've got almost no taxes to pay. And then when you get all, you know, Social Security, if you get it when you're older, you haven't even contributed to the system, you're taking it all in. I mean, you're doing okay. You know, you can, if you don't mind where you live, you can easily get by on two grand a month. And I know people who get by on less. If, if you don't have a family. Right. And this is why, like, the animals who don't mate, like the monkeys who don't mate, they just, they just lie on their asses getting sunburns on their red spots all day, right? But the ones who have kids, it's like, oh, I've got to go fucking hunt again. Oh, my God, it's midnight. i got to go hunt again. Oh, my God, i got to get some, i got to hunt again. Oh, my God, right? got to get some water. Oh, shit, they're hungry and thirsty again. Oh, you just become this resource-gathering robot, which you throw down, you know, it's... It's like buying groceries, just throwing them down the well called a family. But it's not, again, there's nothing wrong with it. This is not, you know. No, it's, it's are, the way it is, but. It's the way it is. And, you know, you know this going in. Everybody knows kids cost a huge amount of money. That doesn't even count college. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you want a kid, you get a kid who wants to be a doctor, you're fucking selling your bone marrow on eBay. So yeah, if you want money, like that's what? fine. But but yeah, there's there's no reason why. I mean, I'm the stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. My wife's fine with that because she is 
an equal. But I found her as an equal after dating the number of women I would have to tell you, A, you wouldn't believe me, and B, I'd be embarrassed by. Right. After you dated all these women, you, you realized that you had stumbled upon an equal? Oh, yeah. This is why, yeah, this is why you know, I met my wife. Um, we were actually all supposed to go out. All the whole team of volleyball players were supposed to go out. Everyone else flaked out, and it was just her and I. And mm -hmm. after that first night of conversation, we never spent a day apart again. And we got married as soon as we humanly could, like 11 months later. Oh, that's great. And now it's, you know, we're in our 11th or 12th year of marriage, and it's better every year. I mean, it was great at the beginning. It's better. It's wow. better. That's great every year. year. That's because she's an equal. And so I know the difference. I know the difference. I know not all women are like that, because as soon as I found a woman who wasn't, you ever see those, <laughs> here comes a new image, right? Do you ever see those things <laughs> when you're a kid, right? Like those, they're like these coffins, right? And the, the hands right. come out and grab the coin and pull it back in, right? Right, I swear yeah. to God, I was, starting to, I was starting to see that coming out of women's vaginas. <laughs> oh my, my gosh. Seriously, it's like the claw. It's like, hey, where the fuck's my money? <laughs> <laughs> the claw. <laughs> the claw. It's like, I can't believe it feels good in there with a dusty old bony hand up there grabbing my wallet past my balls. <laughs> right. And, you, you know, you get women who'd grudgingly pay for a few things here and there, Right. Were like, you aware at the time that uh, I was, were you no, aware of I the was end just, at the time? I was I was still white knighting it, but towards the end I was really beginning to get it. Towards the end I was really beginning to get it, and I was like, "Wait a second here, I'm paying for it." It's this horrifying moment where you you you, you look in the you. mirror, you say, "You know what? I'm paying for sex. This is god awful." I mean, it really is horrifying. When your dick turns into like a financial lasso, chokes off the windpipe of your future, and you go, oh, my God. Because if these women didn't make sex available to me, I wouldn't like them at all. Like, if sex wasn't in the equation, would these women be my friends? No. Right? right. If this was a male roommate... Would I be paying these bills? No. Oh, my God. I'm paying for it. If this was a male friend of mine that I was going out with or some guy's wife that I had no romantic interest in, would I be paying for these dinners? No. Oh, my God. I'm a John. I'm, wow, what a I'm paying moment. for sex. Right? I mean, I might as well be feeding coupons into a Chuck E. Cheese machine. <laughs> right? And getting a little microwave right. vagina coming out the little slot. Here's your hundred, honey. I'll be back in the morning. It's horrifying.
right. Well, uh, thankfully for me, uh, it hasn't reached that point, but... Well, I hope I, I this see is it. why I'm telling you this, clearly. right? This is why I'm telling yeah. you this. And I tell you, if I hadn't realized that before I met my wife, I might not have known the difference, which is why I'm telling you. It's like my wife appeared when I got that. Well, that's just plain lucky. Well, I look across the table. I look across this table at this woman noisily chewing her bread. And I say, if this was a guy. (laughs) Right? If what is semi-stuck to the chair was not available to me. (laughs) Yeah. Would I be paying this bill? No fucking way. (laughs) No, my God. If this was an elderly Asian gentleman (laughs) who was haranguing me. Oh, my for leaving a sock on the floor. Wouldn't I, just, wouldn't I just tell him to fuck off? Right? Hey, stand on that little square marked trap door. I just have to go push this lever instead of having pull, you pull my money crank, right? Right. Next. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it is... It is uh, it's it's a huge racket. It's the biggest racket of all, right? Governments, the debt, the Fed, fuck that. It's the fem, right? It's yeah. not the Federal Reserve. It's the feminine reserve. That is I'm the racket. I'm feeling that. Yeah. It's not the Ponzi scheme. It's the Poochie scheme, right? <laughs> the Coochie it's scheme. The puni, it's the Coochie scheme. The Poonie scheme. The Poonie right? I mean, scheme. Yeah. This is not, uh, I mean, this is this massive, I mean, what an investment. No, seriously, for like a $200 pair of shoes, you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars out of a guy. Why do women let men slice open their boobs and stick fucking Titanic-sized life preservers up there? Because then they can beat a man about the head with these surgically enhanced dirty pillows until money falls out of his crotch, right? It's an investment. Right. It's an investment. Men invest in education and excellence and work, and women invest in lipstick and eyeliner and wonder bras and shit like that, and that's their moneymaker, right? Right. I'm, ca- I'm casting my pearls to the pigs, is it? That casting your pearls before swine, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, except you, you basically, your pearls are your balls in your wallet, and you're just trying to get the swine to turn around so you can drop them from behind, right? I knew you would do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nose in the mud, honey. <laughs> right? <laughs> I bet you're happy I'm a petroleum engineer now, aren't you? Because <laughs> you need some loot. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's not that big, so. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I mean, just it's 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 important to not enable the terrible habits of people that we have inherited biologically, right? And look, I get that this these are all biological drivers. I've got no problem with them. But rape is a biological drive too, which men are supposed to have outgrown, and I think should, and is immoral and evil and blah blah blah, right? But men are supposed to have outgrown. Right? What a, I mean, what do women say to little boys? Oh, stop fighting! Stop, 
being so rough, stop roughhousing stuff. It's like they're boys, right? You know that that's kind of what they're supposed to do, right? But So men are all supposed to overcome these biological drives, and I'm just really interested in helping women overcome theirs because I think the spotlight of outgrow your bestial nature has been pointed just a little bit too long at men, and I think it's time to swivel that motherfucker around and point it at women. Yep. And say, stop making yourself look like fucking sex clowns to milk money out of men's dicks. Stop lying about who you are and what you're about. Stop being coquettish and flirty and manipulative and trying to be sexy and this and that and the other. Just stop doing it. Because it's time for women to outgrow biology just as men have been instructed to for about the last 20,000 years to outgrow their biology. Stop slamming doors, stop making noise, stop yelling, stop climbing trees, stop being rude, stop being farting, stop enjoying fart jokes, stop, right? Oh, just stop being men. Okay, well, women, stop being women. Be people. Be people. Be people who have sex, absolutely. But don't be caricatures. Don't be, you know, like, don't aiming for that Sofia Vergara woman who looks like uh, the outline of <laughs> some Playboy mud flap on a trucker on a trucker's rig right just just stop being just be people be people be sexual enjoy your sexuality enjoy your bodies have all this great stuff but stop trying to bury us in tits so that we pass out and you could rifle through our bank accounts like just stop doing that shit right i i, I won't enable it anymore yeah so sexy pursuit. women, sexy women are the honey traps, right? I mean, they are the cheese on the mouse trap. Don't ever, ever pay for it. And if the woman is reading <laughs> Vogue, she's studying right. she's yeah. studying penis assassination tactics. Right? I said this about Cosmopolitan. Is that Mike right? laughing at the background? <laughs> no, I, yes, I, it I is. Said this, I, said about, I said this about Cosmopolitan uh, a couple of shows ago. <laughs> you know, how to fuck him into thinking you're likable. Right. And uh, a lot of this is to do with why, why does your face need to look like some half-rained-on Picasso watercolor? Right, I don't need rainbows on the face of a woman. I don't need these weird butterfly wing goth eyebrows and shit like that. Do you know there's Brooke Shields like <laughs> with something like the eye how to make your eyebrows more lustrous? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this what we've come to? Right. Twenty five percent. Now I'm supposed to jack off on your eyebrows? That's supposed to be your big thing sexually, is your eyebrows? I don't dig on fucking caterpillars. It's just not that good for me. I mean, okay, a unibrow, I can understand that. I want to have sex with someone <laughs> who's evolved on Nathanthal, but I don't care how bushy your eyebrows are. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't fap to pictures of Andy Rooney from 60 Minutes because he's had those fucking Arkansas ditch caterpillars stapled to his forehead. Mm, anyway. Hang on, I'm looking at Andy Rooney. Oh yeah, look him up. <laughs> All right. The man, the man had some eyebrows. 
He really did. He looked like he was about to hang glide off those things. <laughs> I mean, if you want to find out. First of all, male sexuality is demonized and female sexuality is elevated. And that's bullshit. And then women wonder why men prefer porn to them. It's because porn doesn't nag you for wanting stuff that is defined as kinky or weird. You want that? Oh, you. <laughs> you know, my nanny says no. I don't believe that that's ever covered on Miss Jones' etiquette class, uh, right? So, so male sexuality is, is sort of is, is demonized and held in low esteem. Women's sexuality is always beautiful. Do you know how beautiful women's sexuality is? Let me tell you, this is how beautiful women's sexuality is. John Edwards, right? I just finished reading this book uh, called The Politician, and it was just come back politician. House, Sorry, the guy who cheated on his wife with cancer. Yeah, he cheated. Well, that sounds like he banged a tumor, but uh, no, I know what <laughs> you mean, right? So, so um, yeah, I mean, and the woman he cheated on was just this narcissistic mess of a human being uh, who was you know, just god awful and needy and vacuous, and who had to phone her two dollar a minute spiritual advisor to figure out if she should send her food back because it had a bad aura. I mean, just a complete right. And and this guy was a complete. Ken, pretty boy, empty-headed sociopath, it seems like, right? I mean, just based upon what I've read and, and all that. And women were just throwing themselves at him, left, right, and center. You know, women are still willing to sleep with Bill Clinton, or at least one woman is, I assume, right? I mean, that man, I mean, he's... <laughs> You know, he I mean, should be like the anti-feminist, like the feminist anti-hero, like the yeah. I mean, if like if like se yeah, if like sexual exploitation were fission, he'd be radioactively glowing enough to see from Uranus. Yeah, and so I mean, but but he's you know he's considered to be really sexy, and, uh, and Tom Likas. I mean, if there's a fat wallet. Women, a lot of women will just dive on it. And, and women initiate divorce because they get paid by the state to initiate divorce, right? Because they get all of the money without actually having to put up with the guy who earns it, right? If they don't feel like it. And women's sexuality is unremittingly shallow. I mean, I'm not saying men's isn't, right? <laughs> but we know that about men, right? We're just not... Accepting this as women, what turns women on? Women say, confidence. Do you know what that means? Money. <laughs> right. <laughs> to us, it's just uh, boobs. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Do, do women say, I, you know, Raul is really confident about his sidewalk art. He's really confident about his subway busking. That's such a turn on. Right? <laughs> right. Why, why do men like looking at naked women... And women get turned on looking at clothed men. Because if a man's clothes aren't on, you don't know how expensive his wardrobe is. Wow. Right? Right. Like if, a woman yeah. is, if a woman is mostly naked, you, you get... Wow. Yeah, if, if, you, if you see a woman who's mostly naked, you can see her sexual assets and whether she's healthy and you know, whether she <laughs> dyes the drapes and the curtains or whatever, right? Or the, the carpet and the drapes. <laughs> That's a great but, insight. Yeah, I owe this to Girl Writes What, right? So you want to check out her channel. But, but you, uh, yeah, That's if really the guy's smart. like in a, in a silk shirt, then it's like, ooh, he's got money, right? And pecs, right? I mean, this is why you almost always see uh, the guy uh, in a suit and he looks like an expensive haircut, right? I mean, that's a guy who 
whatever, right? So, or a guy who works I out now. Walk right? around naked? Are you? Am I saying are you, saying you shouldn't I should walk, walk around? around naked? Are you saying I should naked. walk around naked so that <laughs> women see me for what I actually am? <laughs> well, uh, you certainly would get a woman who would be more interested in who you are directly. But uh, no, this is what Muhammad Ali said. He said, uh, "You know, I'm going to throw on some old jeans and an old T-shirt, and I'm just going to walk down into some little town and find some woman who doesn't know who the hell I am. And then when she's fallen in love with me and we get married, I'm going to take her to." You know, my million-dollar mansion and my yacht or whatever, right? That's pretty deep for because, a guy who punches people for a living. Yeah, this is before the last blow that shattered his brain, right? But, but this is the reality, is that once you start having money, once you start having power, then the true nature of massive swaths of female sexuality becomes clear. You know, the woman who banged... Uh, John Edwards, Riel Hunter, I think her name was. You know, she's set up in these five-star hotels. She's getting all her bills paid for. She's got private jets to fly on. And she turns to the guy who's shepherding around, this Andrew Young fellow who took the fall for a while for uh, this uh, guy's uh, Squirtfest Bangathon hotel stays. <laughs> and she said, hey, not bad. You know, a couple of years ago, I was sleeping in my car, right? Now, what got her out of her car and into... The five-star hotel, her vagina. Do you know that you ever see these, these movies where the guys have the suction clamps and they go up the side of glass buildings? Yeah. That's how women climb. They take their, unscrew their vagina and they put it, I guess two you'd need, <laughs> you put them on their hands and they use the vagina to suction their way up the social glass building, right? <laughs> Oh, I guess they that... use blowjob. They do blowjob inhalation plus vagina suction to get up the, the social ladder. Not all, again, right? But this is what women are bred for. And the the great tragedy, and I mean this like very seriously, the great tragedy is that men are still not calling on women on this because women have so much power, right? Because I can say this because I'm not going to sleep with anyone else ever again, right? Other than my wife, right? So, so I can say this because. I've got everything that I want. If I was still single, I could probably still say this because, I mean, Tom Likas, I don't know, says much worse stuff than I would ever say. And he still has women who will uh, uh, sleep with uh, his, uh, you know, pink eyed jab of the hut nonsense that he's got going on. But um, it, is, uh, it is something that men need to call women on. But the problem is, and if we break ranks, we're screwed, right? Well, we're not screwed. That's <laughs> we don't get screwed. That's the problem, right? <laughs> so if you know, if, if men, but if if one man says, "Oh, listen, man, you're a pretty woman, but I'm not paying for it," and she says, "No, it's a sign of respect." It's like, well, okay, so a blowjob is a sign of respect. So get under the table, right? She'd say, oh, "No." <laughs> okay, right. so you can define anything you want as a sign of respect. Giving me money is a sign of respect for women. Or, you know, I want a man to be the man in the relationship. Or, I love it when women say, man up, right? Yeah, because you no, all know what I it's like to be shit. a man, right? You all know yeah. what it's like to be a man. I can't wait until the National Organization of Women invites me to do a special guest lecture on what it means to be a woman for real. Yes. <laughs> right? so I'm going to get up there with my bald, bearded face. I'm going to say, ladies, it's time You're to woman. I'm going to tell you all about, yeah. I'm going to tell you all about what it is to, to, to be, be a woman, woman, right? And I'm going to say, listen, time to woman up, drop on all fours and give me what for, right? 
And it's, it's like, what the hell does that have to do with womaning up? What the hell do you know about women? It's like, listen, ladies, what the hell do you know about being a man? A man up. Give me a fucking break. What they mean by man up, it's another three-letter word, pay up. Yeah. That's what they mean, man up. Pay up. Do you know more women are deadbeat parents than men? Right? So I think it's only 18% of parents who owe child support are women. It's mostly men, right? But do you know more right. women default on child support than men? Don't pay the child support that the court has ordered them to. Have you oh, ever heard cold. about a deadbeat mom? Even though there's more no. of them proportionally than men? Of course not. Doesn't of course go not. with the narrative. Doesn't go with the narrative, right? Uh, poor helpless ladies. Oh, the poor helpless women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why women control 80% of spending in the household. Because, you know, it's a patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, they're so helpless and... I mean, I didn't see a male authority figure until I was eight years old, nine years old. Mm-hmm. All my teachers were women. Uh, all the women around were single moms. I didn't see a dad, like, in terms of any, like, until I was eight or nine years old. And it's like, oh, yeah, patriarchy. Fucking pull the other one. Give me a break, right? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so just don't do it. I mean, I know it's tempting. It is, right? But you've got to resist biology. That's... That's why we don't eat chocolate cake all the time. And that's what my body wants to eat. Mm-hmm. Right? And my, my penis wants sexually attractive women. But you say no, because you've got higher values, right? You say no to the chocolate cake all the time. And you say no to following your lust. And you say no to paying for it. Always. A woman who uh, wants you no. to pay for it will fucking make you pay for it. It will not seem that way at the beginning. But it will eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, you know, those signs in hot tubs that says people with long hair and you get caught in the drain and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, you will, you will get caught in the suction <laughs> and you will lose everything. Yeah. So uh, I would uh, definitely. Uh, Steer away. That's, from you know, don't, don't pay for it is the mantra. Do not, do not pay for sex. It, I mean, obviously, it degrades the woman, it degrades you. And if that becomes your habit and if that becomes your approach, it, uh, it is rewarding the worst aspects of feminine nature. And um, it results in just horrendously piss-poor female behavior. Mike, if you don't mind. Just, I know we've got this theme going, but uh, for those who are just listening to this show, can we pull up the statistics on female honesty and honor that we were talking about a week or two ago. All right, give me one second. I'll pull them up. How can you measure that? Well, we'll we will tell you, right? But <laughs> okay, I'll be patient. Yeah, no, we will tell you. I mean, women get asked. Women are very frank. Uh, if you ask them, this is what I mean by I say like this is just a completely open secret. There's nothing mysterious going on here. This is something that is consistently and continually talked about. All you have to do is ask women. You know, 30% of men who suspect that they're not the father, biological father of their child mm-hmm. find out that they're not when they get the test. About one in 10 kids is not, is not the child of the father on the birth certificate. That's a woman frightening had statistic. Woman had a one-night stand. Now, can you imagine if one in 10 babies in hospitals were switched at birth and the women went home with the wrong fucking baby? Can you imagine what would happen in society? 
Oh, that women would be an and men would go, but women would go insane. What do you mean you gave me the wrong baby? What do you mean you lied to me about which baby was mine and I took home the wrong baby? But there would be lawsuits, there would be exposés, people would be fucking shot, hung, pissed, <laughs> and then drawn and quartered. Right? But did you know that in most places it's illegal for a man to get a paternity test without the wife and the child's permission? Yeah, I think that that's the case in the UK, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's the, the case in the UK and other places too. Also, did you know that I, I don't understand if, what, why listen, you need a woman has, her. Listen, a woman yeah, has never sorry. been my knowledge, a woman has never been successfully prosecuted for fraud for passing off a man's baby as his own when it's not. You I mean that is the most elemental, horrendous, destructive kind of fraud that can conceivably be imagined. And no woman to my knowledge has ever been successfully prosecuted and imprisoned for passing off a man's child as his own when she knows that it's not. Now, that is a fraud that involves 20 years of his life and about a million dollars. You try defrauding someone and having them waste or misallocate 20 years of their life and about a million dollars worth of value, you try doing that to a woman, what happens? You get your fucking ass thrown in jail. Women do this all the time. All the time. There was a study. An act, it was an accidental study. Basically, they were studying blood types, you know, different types of blood, A, B, positive, mm -hmm. O, negative, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this was in Wales, I think it was, some decades ago. And they asked, they had the kids go ask their parents blood types, and then they measured their own blood types to figure out which combinations of blood types gave a particular blood type, right? And of right. course, it was a male teacher, a woman, a female teacher would never have done this because she'd know what would happen next. What happened next? It turned out almost a third of the kids in the class weren't their father's children and didn't even know it because their blood types couldn't possibly have produced the blood type of the kid. A third, almost a third of the kids wow. in this class. Wow. I mean, that is pretty close to rape. And in some ways, you could argue that it's worse than rape. Some, certainly some women have argued this. So, you know, I got my estrogen shield uh, up, and, <laughs> up and running Batman. I never but, quite understood uh, the comparison. Of, because of rape? Uh, yeah. Well... Uh, yeah, because I, I would assume that it involves uh, the, the use of force, but I don't quite no, no, fraud, clearly fraud, see it. Fraud, fraud is an evil category. Okay. Right. Fra fraud is, an, is, an, is a category of evil and immorality, which is why people who commit fraud are prosecuted and go to prison. And they would in a free society, right? If I you know, steal 500 bucks from you at gunpoint versus I steal from you 500 bucks through fraud, you still have 500 bucks, right? And right. so, uh, so it is. It is theft, and it is the theft of a man's um, bloodline. Right? What are we designed to do? We're designed to reproduce. We invest in our biological offspring. That's what we're designed to do. Right? So, if a woman lies to a man about his child, then he is investing his time, his energy, his money, his love into a child that's not his own. That's, that's number one. So, so this, he's investing 
a million dollars and 20 years of his life to raise a child that's not his own. Now, maybe he'd do that either way. I don't know. That's number one. Number two, the real father, the biological father, is not permitted to have a relationship with his son or daughter because the woman is lying. Right? Right. Right. So you can't, let's say that the woman has sex with the man's best friend. The best friend can't be coming over and playing with his son or daughter, right? So they're denied a real relationship. That's number two. Number three, yep. the child has incorrect information about biological risks for disease. Oh, yeah. Right? Let's say right. that the biological father has uh, died of a heart attack at the age of 50. Sorry, yeah, the biological father, and, and, and the kid doesn't know that. They don't know that there is a genetic risk factor for this stuff. So it is reckless child endangerment to tell a child that it's a, it's a different father than the real father. Yeah, you're That's actually endangering your kid's health. You're endangering your child. It could kill your child, right? That's number three. Number four... The man has to try to get along with a woman who is keeping a massive secret from him. Right? This fucks up the entire relationship. Can I tell you why? Yeah, sure. Because she's going to be peevish. She's going to be upset. She's going to be tense. She's going to be on edge. She's going to be skittish. She's going to be worried about being found out. She's going to be emotionally unavailable. Right? She's going to see the two of them together, the father and the the girl from another dad playing, the supposed father, playing together, and she's going to feel a pang, and she's going to be tense, right? She's going to be irritable. She's going to be short-tempered, right? If the other guy is still floating around, it's going to screw her up even more, right? And she can't tell him why she's upset. So what's she going to do? She's going to say, it's your fault. You're not doing something right. She's going to nag and nitpick at him because he's going to say, what's wrong? Now, is she going to say, well, I banged your best friend and I'm passing the kid off as yours? No. So then she's going to have to say why she's upset or she's going to have to say she's not upset when she obviously is. Now, she's going to have to then make up some bullshit reason as to why she's upset, which is probably going to have something to do with the man, quote, doing something wrong. So he can't be close to her. He can't connect with her because there's a massive barrier between them that he can't fathom mm -hmm. and she won't tell him about. So it completely fucks up the marriage. He can't divorce her for that because then she'll take him for everything he's got. So he's really backed into a corner. Uh, Mike, you have the stats? Yes, I do. This is from the Truth About Violence presentation, um, the lying slide. 19 out of 20 women admit to lying to their partners or husbands. A survey on attitudes to truth and relationships has found. 83% owned up to telling big, life-changing lies, with 13% no. saying they did so frequently. Right, so this is four-fifths of women telling big, life-changing lies and not confessing them to them later. Half said that if they became pregnant by another man but wanted to stay with their partner, they would lie about the baby's real father. And now that's, that's, the, the, that's the floor. The number is probably higher. That's those that admitted it. Will yeah, those who admit. Now, if you're actually in that situation, right, you might change your mind, right? 
So it's at least 50%, probably closer to 60 or 70%. 42% would lie about contraception in order to get pregnant, no matter the wishes of their partner. Yep, I was on the pill, honey. Yeah, this Riel Hunter told John Edwards, oh, no, I can't get pregnant. I'm infertile. <gasps> oh, look, I got pregnant to a rich man. Oh, gosh, oops. Right? Big surprise. Yeah. And this, and, and sorry, and the, the thing is, too, is that women will do this sometimes when the relationship is going to end. In other words, when you really don't like her, she'll get pregnant. Oh, fuck, <laughs> right? When you were just about to get divorced or break up with her, <gasps> oops, bun in the oven time, and then you are lashed together forever. And also, guys, one, one more thing I heard is that um, I have uh, my boss, like he told me about his friend, that his wife, like they've been married for a long time, and then one night, like the other morning, she called the cops and she told him that then I, I didn't want to have any sex for him, with him, and he raped me, and now he's in jail and all that just because of that. Like they are so bipolar oh. that you just don't know, like, like a lot oh, of false. That. Yeah, we 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 can get into the topic of false rape allegations another time, but significant studies have shown that uh, in one military study, uh, 42% of the rape allegations were proven to be false, uh, which is just astounding. And I think recently some woman who had now accused her third man of raping her when it was proven to be false uh, has finally, I think, received some sanctions legally. But, uh, you know, to my mind, if you accuse someone of a crime and you're lying, you do the time that you accuse the other person of. That he would have served, right? Women, uh, men get like what six to ten years for rape. Okay, you accuse a man of rape. It turns out that you were lying. You get six to fucking ten years, woman. But anyway, uh, what else we have, Mike? Uh, this one people have to hear. An alarming thirty-one percent said they would not tell a future partner if they had a sexual disease. This rises to sixty-five percent among single women. Ugh. Right. So, two-thirds, two-thirds of single women will not tell you if they have some fucking vagina rot that would cause your arm to fall off. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, seriously, you've got to go in there with a fucking hazmat suit these days. Uh, what, I can't remember, Mike, if you could look this up quickly, like the percentage of American women who have STDs. I mean, it's some insane number, and I, I'm not even going to quote it. I just remember being shocked by it, and I'm not too easily shocked after <laughs> eight years of doing this show, but uh, it was some just... Teenagers, I think it was. It's like 40% of American teenage girls have some form of crotch rot uh, that... Uh, is, maybe this is like too much scraping with the bony hand claw of coin grabbing. I don't know, but uh, it's some uh, it's some truly horrendous number. So, And, and uh, we enable this behavior as men because we are blinded by the pussy, Right. I mean, because we haven't learned to intervene with our reptile brain and recognize as predatory and dangerous women who tickle our balls before they tickle our brains. So, uh, yeah, I, I, if you want to become a petrochemical engineer and if you want to make money and if you want to buy an attractive woman, these are all your choices, right? Other than don't pay for it, <laughs> which is my advice. It's not a commandment. It's not a moral commandment. You can pay for it if you want. You know, it's, it's free trade, right? It's just sleaze trade. But um, I'm just saying do it consciously. 
do it with full knowledge. All is permitted with self-knowledge, with an accurate knowledge of, of the facts and reality. You can do anything you want as long as you're honest with yourself. And I know that sounds like hedonism, but it actually isn't, right? Because the moment you started becoming aware of this stuff, what happened to your moral compass, to your dick compass, right? Yeah. Changed, right? Totally changed direction. Yeah. And you will look back down the years on this conversation and you will get that this saved your life. I mean, I know that sounds I really dramatic. Think so. But it's really, really important. And other people will get that too. And that's why, you know, fuck, you know, I tell you, this is just my minor rant, but like literally we get five emails a week of pe people saying, This show has changed my life. Here's six dollars. <laughs> Right, yeah. No, seriously, you, would, you wouldn't believe how many people yeah. write in and saying this show has completely, like, what, what do we get, Mike? You give, me, give me just off the top of your head a couple of the comments that we get every week. It's, it's common enough that it's like a regular facepalm type thing. It's like, oh, your life is worth $6. That's what you're communicating yeah. to me there. <laughs> right. you, you saved my life, you're $6. Like, what are you, fucking a Ken doll on eBay? I mean, what is your life? That's for Christ's sake, right? Your life is equivalent to a Starbucks coffee. Good to know. <laughs> right? No. Well, no, but a big, like a grande. Grande. Like, like, like fucking foam up your nose coffee, right? Coffee that makes you hum. So, with cinnamon. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, with cinnamon and all that. So. Right. I'm a bunch of stuff regarding these STD stats, and uh, I think I'm actually going to make a presentation on this subject. So we'll, we'll hold off on that, and I'll do some diligent research. Okay, don't, don't take the 40% as gospel, right? Because, I mean, you hear about these lipstick parties where girls go down and go. I don't know the degree to which it's just sort of middle-aged sexual hysteria or the degree to which, I mean, I've read some stuff. Uh, Tom Wolfe has written some stuff, uh, whole books, articles, significant articles on the hookup culture among the young. Uh, but um, it is... Uh, it is pretty brutal. There is a lot of dangerous sexuality floating around. I'm certainly no prude when it comes to sexual matters, but I'm also not a big one for dipping my sit and di dipping my dick in medieval radioactive pussy acid. You know, so be careful about that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing stuff. One in fourteen girls has a STD. I mean, that seeing that quite common in research without diving deep into it. Um, oh yeah. Okay. It, well, that's much lower than what I was. Talking. Well, I've seen higher as well. So it's yeah. We'll get to the bottom of it, figure it out, and put it in presentation form so everyone can see the the grim numbers. Right. The vast facts. <laughs> we will not be naming the presentation vast facts. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> in 2008, there were an estimated 110 million, pre million prevalent STDs among women and men in the U.S., more than half of all people have an STD at some point in their lifetime. And uh, every, each year, one in four teens contracts an STD. One in two sexually active persons will contract an STD by age 25. You know, for the record, I've never had an STD, just, just so you know. But uh, uh, it is, um, let's see here. Anyway, so yeah, it is, um, I, I, I'm not going to stand by the 40% thing because uh, it is... Uh, um, it is important to 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 be aware of this kind of stuff, and that you're not going to get the truth from women. I don't know what what men will lie about, but um, this is mostly a male audience, and uh, uh, women are aware of a lot of stuff that men aren't aware of of a lot, right? Uh, so, um, I just wanted to uh, uh, to to sort of make you aware of some stuff, and I think it's really important to to understand that uh, you you will never get a quality woman by paying 
more than your fair share financially. I mean, you just won't. Because, I mean, a woman with any quality would just not, would be an affront to her pride. She's like, hey, I'm not on the fucking auction block, Whitey, right? I mean, that's just not, like, don't don't pay for me. It's gross. Don't pay for sex with me. Like, a woman of any self-esteem would revolt against such a notion. I bought you dinner, so now we should have sex. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, that would be vile, a vile proposition for that. And a woman would not say, a, a woman of quality would not say that uh, if you're not going to pay, then I don't put out. And again, women usually don't say that because they don't want the reality of what they're doing to be clear to themselves, right? Which is good. It's good news, right? right? It means that if it's clear, then they'd be like, <laughs> right? You know, that is really gross, right? But uh, I would recommend that for and, and any woman who's not willing to talk about this stuff is also not a quality woman. Like any woman who's not willing to talk about sexual economics, sexual politics, sexual mm-hmm. resource for sex transactions is hiding something, right? Right. Right. Like when I said, so you want to have money to buy a woman, you're like, okay, yeah, let's talk about that, right? I mean, you were a bit surprised, didn't want to talk about it at first, then we had a conversation about it, right? And no, any woman no, who's it, like, oh, no, that's not how it works, or, you know, I just want to look pretty for me. Oh, fuck off, right? I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. You know, that's like, I just want to be a rock singer for the music, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I just want to play guitar because I love Tchaikovsky, right? I mean, uh, you know, just be honest. You, you want to, why do, you know, why do you want to look pretty? Oh, it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah right I mean I just let's be honest right I mean it's just gotta be honest right and, and my wife she wanted to, people to get to know her for who she was rather than how she looked and I think that's great so yeah I think that's just my my particular advice and suggestions well this is great this it didn't take the direction that uh, that uh, that I thought it would but it, it was awesome because uh, I could connect like sort of career choice and you know finding a great woman so it really works. well you know when it comes to sexual matters i am known for coming at things from a different direction is that the last joke that i'll be making about this? <laughs> probably the last one anyway so yeah give me a give me a shot uh, give me a shout let me know how it goes but that would th- those would all be my suggestions and thanks for everyone in the chat room for egging me on you bastards getting me in so much trouble with sexual economics and politics yes i will read sex at dawn soon I just, I don't get up that early. Whoa! Last time. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mike, did you have something to add there? Did you, after all those great metaphors, this is the note we end on, right? Well, actually, I wanted to read a couple of the tweets. We were talking about the kill all men hashtag a little earlier in the show. I want to read a couple of these tweets because it's uh, some pretty vile stuff. Um, ew, ew, ew. My housemate changed supermarkets because the security man wouldn't stop asking for her number. Hashtag kill all men. It's important to look at the narcissistic body vanity involved in this, right? Which is, uh, like, she doesn't say he's a bad guy, he's a mean guy. What does she say? 
Uh, he's like a security guard, so he's like totally low status. And the fact that he would think that he could get with this when he's like a security guard, probably making like $18,000 a year, I mean, it's insulting because I'm worth so much more than that. My vagina is like literally gold and diamond studded. And the bony claw that comes out of the cash has like garnets and rings and diamonds on it. So what is he thinking, right? It's all sexual vanity, right? I mean, the only thing that's said about this guy is he's a security guard. And therefore, he is a low-status male, and therefore, he has no right. Doesn't He might be a great guy. He might be a poet. He might be uh, studying to become a lawyer. He, he's a security guard. Enough said, right? Mm. Good point. Very good point. Oh, so worse than hashtag kill all men are men's rights activists. Go away and die, all of you. I wish the colds, which currently afflicts me, upon you. That's nice. Oh, wow. Go, yeah, now, can, can you imagine if I said that all those who advocate for women's rights should die? Oh my goodness! Oh, right. I mean, th- this is the this is the unreality mm-hmm. that, due to the lack of male integrity and the lack of male support for integrity with women, has wrought. Which is that women live in this bizarre universe where they can say the most astounding things. You know, like "kill all men" includes black men. What if I said "kill all black men"? Right? "Kill all men" includes mentally handicapped men. What if I said? all mentally handicapped men should be killed, right? Women live in this completely surreal, consequence-free universe where they can yap their bitchy little mouths about just about anything and never get called on it. They can lie to their husbands about who the kid is and nothing happens. They can accuse men of rape and nothing happens. They can say, kill all men and nothing happens. Well, fuck, it's about time some shit started happening. Stabbing, not my preferred method for hashtag kill all men, to be honest. Too messy. Right. And they wouldn't, you know, I mean, and who has to clean up all the messes is women, right? Yeah, so, so stats, I'd like to, I'd like to kill, I'd like to kill all women, but stabbing is too messy. I mean, imagine if I said that, the shitstorm that would be, I don't think that, but imagine if I said that, the shitstorm that would be unleashed on me. Because men live in this weird world of consequences that women don't, right? Archery early tomorrow morning, preparing for when it's time to hashtag kill all men. Right. right. Well, you know, it'd be great. Again, I, I would really, really invite women when I said don't use things invented by men. Don't use the state. Right. So, so don't use divorce court. Don't use lawyers. Don't use police. Don't use anything invented by men. And don't use anything that men are good at. And don't use any occupation with the majority men in it. Right. So, you know, if you want to go to a grade school teacher, you can go to a grade school teacher. Plastic surgeons are almost all men. So it seems those men would be somewhat necessary for uh, a lot of women. Uh, but don't, don't call the cops. Uh, don't rely on the cops to go pick up your deadbeat ex-husband's uh, money. Uh, don't rely on the cops to, to go and arrest guys. Don't, you know, just don't. Don't, because you see, that's all men, right? I mean, it's mostly men, right? So, but of course, that's not how they, not how they roll, right? And of course, this is the more moderate person, not endorsing that we hashtag kill all men, parentheses, some of my best friends, etc. But reducing men to one in four would solve many of society's problems. Right. Now, some, someone in the chat, room, the chat room is saying a lot of women don't take responsibility for the things they say, and some women do, right? The, the issue is not that there are these stupid bitches who are saying this unbelievably horrible stuff. Right, And if you have a problem with me calling these women bitches, then you have a problem with me calling men assholes because it's generally a male phrase, right? If you don't, then don't have a problem with it or keep it to yourself, right? The problem is that there are not a lot of other women taking these women to task, right? 
There are not a lot of other women who are saying, oh, ladies, come on. This is horrendous, what you're saying. Like, this, this is my mother. Sorry, this is my father. This is my son. This is my husband you're talking about killing. Right? Imagine, you see, I mean, the Jews have it right. Somebody says, kill all Jews, what happens? Fucking Jews and reasonable, <laughs> decent human being lay into them like a tidal wave of shitstorms, right? And where are the women who were saying... It's like the radical Muslims and the moderate Muslims, right? Like, I can't solve the problem of radical Islam, but moderate Muslims can, right? I can't solve the problem of these genocidal, entitled, freak-ass bitches saying horrible things about men and killing men. I can't solve that, because they're not going to listen to me because I'm a man. But they might listen to shaming from other women. So where the hell are you people? Where the hell are you other women talking to these women and saying, this is horrendous, this is horrible, no, stop, Here are these stop, people's real stop. names. Come on. I mean, the real problem is we need to ban the term bossy when it's applied to women. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that, that's the problem. That is the problem. And uh, it's great to see Beyonce, uh, who pretty much runs her entire business with Jay-Z, making, what, $130 million a year. Uh, it's great to see that she's not particularly concerned about women getting stoned to death in Islamic countries. It's great that she's really, really upset about the term bossy. And it's also really great to see Beyonce taking a stand on feminism after basically having her ass stick out when children are watching TV during the VH1 Awards recently, uh, basically doing a striptease number and humping a chair like it was uh, Brad Pitt's mechanical penis. Uh, so it's really great to see Beyonce, who's never used sex to sell anything, stepping up and asking women to be assertive and positive in their lives. When basically, she's a silver-voiced whore for money, right? Yeah, kind of hypocritical. So, uh, I don't have anything else to add. Well, um, that's great. Let's move on to the next caller. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for your time, and I apologize to the other callers because I realized... No, 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 not... Nope. No, 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 no. Who's, whose choice was it? Well, yours. Right. Don't take my show away from me, man. <laughs> okay. I'm my not a woman. I, want, I, I take consequences <laughs> for my choices. Don't you take my show choices away from me. Mike, was it worth spending some time on that topic? I was, gonna, I was about to say thank you for being a participant in what I think is one of the best calls in the history of the call-in show. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Mike, do you have any thoughts about... Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is, is that when the inevitable manginas and white knights come storming over the crusade to save the damsels in distress, I'd like it to be two foreheads for the lasers to land on. Is there anything that you wanted to um, mention about what we've been talking about? <laughs> well, actually, I just made a meme and put it up on Facebook. It says, uh, Stefan Molyneux discusses feminism. Brace yourself. The white knights are coming. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, we're I can predict the YouTube comments as the conversations are going on, you know, long before the video is posted and all that. And already it's going to be, you know, Stephen Mellon is a sexist. He just hates all women, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, this the same nonsense. Yeah, that's actually it's a lot the, easier than a lot easier than making an argument. <laughs> right. I just I just hate women. Right. Anyway, I hope that helps. Thanks again. So everyone so much for your calls as always. FDRURL.com forward slash donate. If you've been listening for a while, just go do it. You don't need me to nag you about this. You know what the right thing to do is. Go donate. Go help out. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Anything else we wanted to add, Mike? I guess we're going to be in Toronto. Ooh. 
Yes, uh, Toronto Bitcoin Expo, April 11th through 13th, and the next web conference, Europe, um, April 24th through 25th in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And uh, what, what day am I speaking in Toronto? There's a couple of people who emailed me to ask about. I believe you're going to be speaking Saturday, um, which I think is the 12th, and you're going to be doing a round. 1 a.m. to 11.59 p.m., if I remember <laughs> correctly. It's basically, it's a filibuster. All my speech is a filibuster. Saturday the 12th at 1 p.m., you're going to be giving a speech, not a speech, a roundtable conversation with Jeffrey Tucker and uh, Andreas Antonopoulos. Uh, and stuff. It's going to be a three-way roundtable on the future of Bitcoin. And then later that night, I think it's eight, but don't quote me on that, going to be giving a speech about how Bitcoin can end war. So hope to see everyone in Toronto. I'll be there. Stuff will be there. And it should be a great time. Right. Fantastic. Sounds good. I'm enthusiastic already. And uh, so we'll speak to you Sunday and have yourself a great week, everyone. Thanks again to all the callers.